SBS Radio. In this bulletin, tributes continue for respected Indigenous elder Uncle Jack Charles, who died at the age of 79. Queen Elizabeth II's coffin arrives at Buckingham Palace ahead of move to Westminster Abbey. And pandemic leave payment likely to be extended. Indigenous elder and actor Uncle Jack Charles is being remembered as a survivor of the Soren generation who led a fulfilling life against the odds. The, the performer died at the age of 79 in Melbourne and was known as the grandfather of Indigenous theatre as well as for his film and television roles. He appeared at Victoria's Uruk Justice Commission this year to share his experience of being removed from his mother as a four-month-old baby. Minister for Indigenous Australians Linda Burney says Uncle Jack Charles was a victim of Australian generation policies and met his parents later on in his life. And that's a legacy that's important for truth-telling in this country. And of course he was a great storyteller, a great truth-teller and um, uh, that legacy is so important to us as a nation. Another Indigenous inmate has died at, central, at a central Victorian prison on Sunday, shortly before he was expected to be released from custody. The 30-year-old, 38-year-old's death has been referred to the coroner to formally determine the cause of death and his family says he was due to leave prison soon. Victoria's Premier Daniel Andrews says the case is under investigation as advocates continue to raise concerns about, about Aboriginal deaths in custody. And it would be for the coroner and for Corrections Victoria to conduct the appropriate inquiries, investigation as to what, if any circumstances, contributed to that, what's actually gone on there and if there are any learnings, obviously, for us to uh, take those lessons. Thousands of mourners are expected to line up to pay their respects to Queen Elizabeth II, who will be lying in, stay in at uh, Westminster Hall after being taken from Buckingham Palace on Wednesday. A queue route of approximately seven kilometres has been announced with mourners want to expect up to 35 hours waiting time. The lying in state viewing will open to public on Wednesday evening local time and will remain open for 24 hours every day until the late monarch's funeral on September 19 in Westminster Abbey. Metropolitan Police's Deputy Assistant Commissioner Stuart Candy says over 1,000 volunteers and officers will be on the ground to assist with crowds. I would ask people to plan ahead. The information is through the government website. Think about how you're going to travel to London and what is you going to be doing when you, when you get here. And when you are here, you know, it's, it's a poignant time. It's a unique time for everybody. I'd ask everybody to respect each other. If you do have any concerns, then please, please speak to a police officer that will be quite close by you. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will likely announce an extension of emergency pandemic leave payments before this month after the National Cabinet meets today.
The federal government is under mounting pressure to continue the financial support with the Greens, medical authorities and unions, all calling to keep the payments in place until isolation rules are lifted. The scheme was tweaked earlier this month, with those who are only required to isolate for five days now eligible for up to $540, with those in high-risk workplaces still able to access $750. Mr Albanese has fallen short on giving his personal opinion on the leave extension, but insists any changes must be agreed to across all state and territory leaders. We do need, in my view, uh, that national consistency. Uh, Some decisions are, of course, up to uh, the states and territories, uh, but my job, I see, is is about facilitating uh, that discussion and can I say that it has been very positive over the last uh, three months and I think it was the right decision to go from seven days to five days, uh, but we'll have another discussion uh, this morning. The New South Wales Government and Transport Unions are facing further debate over rail worker pay, conditions and safety. The Fair Work Commission will today hear from Sydney Trains, New South Wales Train Link and multiple unions after two days of conciliation was agreed. Opal card machines across the state have been switched off to allow the public to travel for free while deliberations continue. New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet says he acknowledges the rising cost of living is putting pressure on workers, but that the continued disruption to commuters was not acceptable. Here in New South Wales, when it comes to public sector pay, we've led the nation. We've always paid above private sector um, wages, um, and, uh, and that is a strong track record. And I'd ask the union to work constructively with the government and appreciate the pressures that we're all under, not just in government, but people across our state. The United States says the Ukrainian military are gathering momentum in the Donbass as they apply pressure on retreating Russian forces. Russia has acknowledged that it has withdrawn troops from areas in the northeastern region of Kharkiv in recent days, but it is not yet clear if this Ukrainian Ukrainian advance could signal a turning point in the war. Ukraine says it has now reclaimed over 6,000 square kilometers of territory, but is calling on the West to deliver weapons systems as quickly as possible to support its advance. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the U.S. remains in lockstep with Ukraine, providing them with essential military support. Many of the systems that we've been providing in just the last few weeks and a couple of months have proven instrumental and effective Uh, in the Ukrainians' ability to to go on the offense uh, and to be actually quite effective on the defense uh, in the last uh, several days and and weeks to include, of course, those advanced rocket systems that that we've talked about so much. They're using using them with great effect. The U.S. stock market has recorded its biggest one-day percentage drops in over two years, sparking further fears of a recession. It follows reports that the annual inflation rate slipped to 8.3% in August from 8% in July, but the cost of food, housing and medical care continues to surge. Investors believe the Federal Reserve will now raise its interest rate target by 75 basis points for the, first, for the third time in a row to help tame inflation. The S&P 500 and Dow Jones stock indexes both fell 3 percentage points on Wall Street, while the Nasdaq dropped more than 4 percentage points. Head of Portfolio Management at Horizons Investments, Zachary Hill, says economists had been hoping for a larger reduction in inflation rates. 
And we knew that gas prices have been coming down. And so that was going to help at the headline level. But I think what really spooked markets today was, one, the fact that we've been rallying for the last week or so. And so we were clearly setting up for a, a better number. And two, you know, it's clear from kind of core inflation uh, readings and some internals that we look at that uh, we still have a broadening inflation problem that's seeping into more parts uh, of the economy. The United Nations are calling on an immediate de-escalation of tensions along the Armenia-Azerbaijan border. Azerbaijani forces have shelled Armenia's territory in an attack that Armenian authorities say has killed at least 49 of their soldiers. Azerbaijan claims its forces were reacting to moves from Armenian troops who allegedly planned mines and fired on Azerbaijani military positions. Stefan Dujaric, spokesman for the UN Secretary General, says the growing attacks could lead to broader hostilities breaking out over the long-time adversaries. The Secretary General is deeply concerned about reports of renewed fighting along the Armenia-Azerbaijani border. He calls on the sides to take immediate steps to de-escalate tensions, exercise maximum restraint, and resolve any outstanding issues through dialogue within existing formats. He also urges them to fully implement previously reached agreements. The Secretary General expresses his support for the ongoing mediation efforts in the region. Australians are set for an extremely wet summer, according to the Bureau of Meteorology, who have announced that a La Nina event is headed towards the country's east coast. It will be the third consecutive La Nina event, which has never occurred in Australia previously. The climate driver typically brings wetter-than-average conditions to Australia's north and east and typically elevates flood risks for much of the country. It's believed the event will ease early next year, making it comparatively short and is expected to be less extreme than the two previous ones. And to sport in the NRLW, Newcastle player and former Gilaroo, Caitlin Moran, has been banned for one match over a social media post about the death of Queen Elizabeth II. The Indigenous player's post, which appeared to celebrate the Queen's death, was deleted, but the NRL's integrity unit viewed the content and announced the ban. An NRL statement says the breach notice proposes a fine equivalent to 25% of her current NRLW contract wholly suspended, provided she fulfills a number of conditions. The former Gilaru Buck becomes the first female player to be punished with a one-match suspension for an off-field matter in the NRLW's history. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome a mostly sunny day and a top of 30 degrees, Perth 18 and showers, Adelaide showers and possible storm 21, Melbourne sunny, late showers 19 degrees, Hobart sunny day ahead, nice 16 degrees, Albury Wodonga sunny 16 degrees, Canberra partly cloudy 16, Wollongong partly cloudy as well 17 degrees, Sydney much the same 18, Newcastle a shower or 2 19, Brisbane, partly cloudy, 23. Townsville, sunny, 27. Keynes, mostly sunny, 29. Alice Springs, sunny, 34. Darwin, sunny, 36. And the Torres Strait Islands, a partly cloudy day and a top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 